Wrestling time. Hit it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your pro wrestling week in review for September 10th. I want to say thank you for listening. If you found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com, at the KF Podcast on your social media needs. And, uh, yeah, check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. We're everywhere. So, uh, yeah, check us out. All right. Wrestling. We're doing wrestling on a Wednesday here. Uh, it's a little different. We're going to start out of order like we normally do. We're going to start with uh, our review of All Out. Uh, we're going to start on the AEW side since we can't really watch Dynamite here, but we did see some spoilers. Um, so let's start with All Out. I know we all probably all didn't watch it, but I think we all know what happened. I've watched enough highlight videos that I've seen the majority of it, I think. Um, you two are probably. What's that? I read the results. Okay. Um, I'm not really going to cover too much of the buy-in. I mean, Janela and Serpentico, whatever, thought. Like, I don't, know, don't really care about those. So whatever their, his name is. Um, Private Party won in the, in the buy-in against uh, Reynolds and Silver. Nothing really too exciting there. Never win. Um, also in the buy-in, you had... The tooth and nail match, Big Swole versus Dr. Britt Baker, which I heard was pretty goofy. I really still am not sure what the hell a tooth and nail match is anyway. Did they just fight it at work? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what it had to do with nails. Their feet were fixed. Scratch themselves. Scratch each other. Had to remove all their teeth and fingernails. (laughs) But I don't think they ever really did that, did they? No. Yeah, this sounds like I mean, a WWE it, match. It just happened at the dentist office. I think is what the the deal was. I heard it was pretty dumb. So they were trying to do a WWE type thing with it. I think. Yeah. It's probably pretty tame. Yeah. It's yeah. as worse as a uh, an eye for an eye match. Yeah, that's the absolute worst. Then you had a uh, Jurassic Express versus Young Bucks. Young Bucks winning. Kind of heel heelish Young Bucks. Um, did they get a title shot now, or what did they get for winning this? I think so. Um, I don't know if they do. I thought it was just a match because they won that tag match, that four person, that eight man tag. So they got to wrestle on the uh, on the pay per view. I don't think it, it. It just adds to their standings, but I don't think it's anything actual. Okay. Like for title. Interesting. Uh, and then you had the Casino Battle Royal with the big surprise being Matt Seidel. They kind of built it up like it was going to be this real big surprise and people were like, oh, this is this is Miro. This is, uh, you know, this is a lot of people. And then it was just Matt Seidel who came in the ring and then botched his sunset flip or whatever so bad. Looked like he almost killed himself. Terrible, terrible debut for Matt Seidel. I don't know if he's official all elite, but I, I feel like they kind of the way I was like falling online when they were like, "We have a really big surprise for you." Then it turned out to be Matt Seidel. I think a lot of people were like, "What?" Well, I mean, like he was just wrestling for Evolve, which is now owned by WWE, like you know, earlier this year. So it's possible that he could have been a WWE guy, but like. It sucks for Seidel, which is the first time he's been on, like, a large, you know, this is, like, a big pay-per-view for a big company, mm. and he just totally botches that move, and, you know, it's probably going to affect his career because I doubt AEW signs him long-term. You know? Shooting is hard to do, guys. It is, but when you've seen him do it 999 <laughs> times... Hey, yeah. One out of a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Anything on your head isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I really don't know what the hell he was doing, the way he landed. It was... Brock Lesnar is all elite. Oh, are we getting into that now? <laughs> Brock Lesnar has got going to AEW. One, yeah, I don't think they would pay him the kind of money he's looking for. And two... That totally goes against their whole premise of their whole show and the whole idea of them. What happens signing ex-WWE guys and giving them all the titles? That seems to be exactly what they do. Yeah, I mean, 
shit, the whole freaking roster is uh is turning into that, but we'll get into that here down the road. Um, Lance Archer won. I'm okay with that, I guess. I mean, he hasn't done. He's supposed to be a big deal in your company. He has. He lost his his only main like you know semi important match. So yeah, but, give it to him. And, but you know, here we go. Uh, with, here, here we go with this again, where I feel like. You know, Brody Lee, they booked into that corner where, like, he had to win that TNT championship because he couldn't take another loss or would have looked bad. I think this is the same thing with Archer. Like, he had a TNT shot, lost it, has been reduced to dark, pushed back into here. So now he he gets a title shot when he wants it, winning that. Like, if he loses again to Moxley, what is really Lance Archer then? Is he a big deal or is he just loses big match? You know, like I, I, I don't like, like yeah. I like him too, but I think he should beat Moxley then. Yeah, I never liked John Moxley. So Moxley brings in ratings. People like him. not not no. like. What? Yeah, I agree, but I don't think he has to constantly be your champ for people to like him. I think he's over enough that he doesn't need the belt. You know, we always I say that understand. about some people. I really don't. I don't get it. I've never gotten it with him. You know what it is, Brock? It's people liked it like he was the member of the Shield that said, screw you to Vince, and left on his own and went and started a revolution. You know, where Rollins and Reigns or WWE guys, he decided he... People like that sort of, like, outlaw attitude, you know? But they liked him in WWE, too. Yeah. Like I just, I just, I'm not a fan of the character. It's just stale and dumb. Oh, and I agree. I, 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 I agree too. I think it. I, I don't like it at all. I just got into him, you know. Yeah. Um. Then speaking of another terrible botch, uh, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guerrero. Did you see that fall Matt Hardy had during that? I thought he damn near killed himself. It was scary. It was real scary. This is what pisses me off. This is the double standard of AEW versus WWE. If WWE would have restarted that match and sent him back out there, obviously injured, it would have been the top headline. Like, how dare Vince McMahon treat these guys like circus animals? I agree. And all this, but AEW, they just it's just okay. Well, Matt Hardy wanted to go back out. They said it was his idea, but still, I agree with you. They would have caught they would have caught hell for something like that. Mm-hmm. It would have been like, oh my god, they're putting him at risk, you know. Yeah. It's the same ones that say, it's the same ones that say, oh, they were putting Ric Flair at risk, having him work during COVID, but then you have Arn and Telly and Roberts and all these other old guys there, and that's fine, you know. I can't believe they let Matt Hardy finish this match. He looked like he didn't even know where he was. Yeah. I'm glad he's okay, but it was just the the risk was not worth it. That's why you don't book yourself into these your careers on the line matches. Yeah. Um, what do you think about it, Ken? I mean, I thought the spot was scary. Like, I didn't watch it, so I don't know. And I wasn't there to say why the match shouldn't have shouldn't have gone on. Mm-hmm. It should have ended, you know, with everything happening, and they could have redid the match on a. Dynamite or whatever once he was healthy, but you know I, I I really can't speak on you know how it looked or what happened because I wasn't I don't know that much about it, so right. I can't speak. Sydney had the women's title, Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa. From what I'm hearing, and I only watched parts of it, a lot of people saying this is the best women's match ever in AEW history, which is only a year old. Not saying much because some of their women's division, but apparently it was pretty good. There was a match from what I read. There was a what? It was the match of the night, from what I read. Yeah, that's what a lot of people said. Both these girls can are good, and I heard they put on a really good show. I think they need to sign Thunder Rosa. I agree. If, they, if, if she's the, the person that brings the best out of your champion, and you know, I don't see any signs I'm taking the belt off of Sheeta, which I don't really think they need to. Like They need to sign Thunder Rosa, bring her in, and then work a couple matches back and forth. I'd even be fine if they flip-flop belts back and forth for a couple months. You know, I, I'm not going to be heartbroken if it's, you know, that belt has already moved around quite a bit. I'm fine if it keeps doing that. And, uh, 
yeah, like Cassandra Rose is good. I think she's legit threat, and if she, you know, if it keeps going that way, keep doing it. Yeah, I agree, Signer. Like, I, I just don't think she has much to work with. Sheeta. Yeah. Yeah, I agree too. She, uh, it's hard when you when you're wrestling a bad opponent and and girls that don't know what they're doing. It makes you look bad. But you see how well she does when she wrestles talent. She looks a lot better. So they need to surround her with a little bit more talent. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened to all the other Japanese women they had? Is it just COVID keeping them from traveling? I think it's traveling or keeping them from traveling. I don't know. Like, it was good. And that girl that wore the genie pants was really good. I can't remember her name. Yuji Sakagawa. Yeah, I think Sheena actually lives in Florida. She's actually got... So she's the only one that's lo- like staying in the States. I think everyone's back to Japan. So that's why you're not seeing like... Riho and that uh, all Katsumori or Kat, uh, the genie pants girl. Um, yeah, I liked her too. Um, or uh, Freddie Mercury or yeah, I didn't think she was that good though. Amy yeah. Sakura. Yeah, Freddie Mercury. But, uh, I think that's why. I think a lot of them went back to uh, to Japan. So. Yeah, I think the division definitely misses that talent. Because mm-hmm. Rebel was terrible, or Reba, whatever you want to call her. That match she had a couple weeks ago was one of the worst displays I've ever seen on yeah, professional that was wrestling. Terrible. That was bad. Um, then you had uh, the Dark Order, which was Brody Lee and Cole Cabana, and then the original Dark Order, those two guys, Uno and Grayson fighting the Natural Nightmares, Scorpio Sky, and Matt Cardona, and they lost. I don't understand this booking in this match at over, at all. They just put the Dark Order over when they killed Cody as, like, this massive heel function, and they lose to an idiot team in the Natural Disasters and two guys that never tagged together in their life. Like, I don't see what this does for this organization. that team, then they should win. What's that? If Earthquake can come back from the dead to join that team, they should win. Who's Earthquake? You said the Natural Disasters. Uh, natural <laughs> Nightmares, you know what I meant. Um, <laughs> I don't understand this. They, they like got like they look like idiots, and then like they m- screwed up because Cole Cabana screwed up, and they're you know doing. I, I don't understand why they lost to this team. I don't understand this booking at all. They're doing an angle maybe with Cabana and Brody Lee now, or something like that. Well, he was the first time that Cabana got like yelled at, and he didn't really like it because he's never been officially part of the new, new the Dark Order. Yeah, like I, I'm fine with this leading to something further down the road, um, because you know that's wrestling. Like a loss can turn into something. I I got to see how they're gonna book. What's his name against? Dustin tonight on AEW. And I mean, Dustin better goes. get killed tonight. If Cody got killed by him, Dustin should get killed by him because Cody's <laughs> supposedly better than Dustin. Better not get any offense in on him at all, or I think it's going to be dumb. I mean, Cody got no offense and got destroyed by this guy. I know they like think that Cody like didn't take it serious or maybe, but like if Dustin takes him to the limit, what does that say about Cody? He's a chump. Well, Cody, Cody wrestled ten weeks in a row. Yeah, he wrestled, and he was he kept selling that injury for all ten weeks. It's it's the, that's the storytelling of it is that he wasn't one hundred percent when he fought him. Right. So there's ways that they can tell it to make it captivating. Yeah, and the uh, match ended up with a surprise roll up, which was kind of you know, you know, yeah. the most devastating move in all yeah. sports entertainment. Which they it seem doesn't bother. Them. They seem to use it once a week. But, you know. See, I don't get bent out of shape over that like a lot of people do. What? The, the surprise roll-up ending matches. Like, if, if you, it, it adds realism to it. If you catch somebody with that, you're going to beat them. Well, I mean, they dis- they give WWE such a hard time about it for using one a show. Know. You know. Well, my only thing is I've used it multiple times in the same night, which WWE has done. They have, yeah. They haven't really anymore. They've used one a night, though. You know. <laughs> It's hard. I mean, you got to think about it like this, though. AEW has two hours of programming a week. Uh, n- not including NXT, but just Raw and SmackDown is five hours of programming. Out of five I'm hours to two, I'm right. sure you're going to have more than just one surprise roll-up. You know what I mean? And if you give me one night of wrestling and there's one surprise roll-up, 
<laughs> but if you're giving me every match as a smiles ending, then they, yeah, they can, it gets yeah. annoying. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the, the tag team championship match then. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus FDR. FDR won. Uh, they're now the tag champions. Um, this match was good, and I like the whole... I like the Omega Hangman story. I just don't like FTR as the tag champions. I don't know why they had to get the belts already. I mean, to me it goes against everything that you fucking said on that Jericho podcast where you're like, we don't care about being the tag champions. We never wanted the Raw belts. He gave them to us. We just want to see the division thrive. They're here for like two months and they're already the tag team champions. So obviously you do care about being the tag team champions because they pushed you right to it. I feel like the best friends got screwed out of these belts, which should have been tag team champions because they are AEW homegrown put the work in, were there the whole pandemic, carrying Dynamite for weeks on end with their storylines, and they could have been easily, this breakup could have happened at the pay-per-view before or whatever it was and had this led to the Kenny thing. But I feel like they had to give these to FTR to keep them happy. I agree. I wish Best Friends would have won the belts at the beginning of the pandemic so you actually see the belts on TV for a while. Right. Like, yeah. This slow burn to whatever they were trying to do is good, but it didn't need the belts for it, I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think it needed the belts either. It was good for Hangman and Kenny. I mean, obviously the story's good. I think you're seeing the, everyone thought Hangman was going to be bad. He's turning into, like, the sympathetic uh, baby face with Kenny becoming the bad guy, which I like bad guy Kenny. I'm okay with that. So that's all good and well and done, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, Brock, what do you think about FDR being champions? I mean, it was inevitable that it was going to happen. I'm okay with it, like because they have been they were, they've been working dark and dynamite every week to get their their ranking up. So they've been winning twice a week since they've been there. Yeah, for the most part. So it's not like they've just had like two matches and then they gave them a title shot. They they've put in the matches. Yeah, I mean they wrestled a lot of jobbers. They really. Well, everybody does. Yeah, I mean they beat up. I feel like they beat up. Uh, they beat every team. They beat private party. They, they beat, beat the Lucha Bros. Yeah, they beat um, Jurassic Express. Like I think they they did come in and beat every tag team. The only tag team they haven't fought one on one is the, the Bucks, Bucks, right? And which, they're saving that for crowds. Yeah, if the Bucks get the belts by beating FTR and you know whatever, it's you know I'm, I'm good with that setup, that build. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'd be all right yeah. with that. Yeah, I just want to. Uh, I'm interested to see where they go with Omega, and, with Omega and Page. I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, they'll be good. I'm just glad that like an actual tag team now has the tag team titles and a tag team driven promotion. Yes. Yeah. Um. Then you had the Mimosa Mayhem match, which uh, I don't know. I didn't really see too. This just seemed kind of. Very gimmicky to me, and a lot of walking the tightrope, gonna fall in until finally he fell in. Now it's a meme that he uses on his <laughs> Instagram page every day is him laying in the mimosa pond. Um, but you know, I, I think this is a way for Jericho to uh, take a loss without taking a loss. Yeah. Don't get pinned, get thrown into a mimosa pool, and it's like, you know, he didn't actually get pinned. You know, he still hasn't gotten pinned by uh, anyone, but. Um, Moxley, so. Orange Cassidy pinned him. Yeah, he, he rolled him up. Yeah, he rolled him up. Yeah, that's right. Ken, did you listen to Jericho's podcast with Eddie Kingston? I did not. Not yet. Uh, Jericho broke kayfabe on it and spoiled Orange Cassidy's previous identity. Oh, who was it? Is he, uh... <laughs> who was it? Fire Ant. Oh, that's right. He was Fire Ant. Eddie Kingston, the auto was like, hey, kayfabe, bro. <laughs> Jake was like, who cares about Fire Ant? I'm like, I cared about Fire Ant. <laughs> I really cared about Fire Ant. <laughs> I never realized that was him, because you can't find any information about the colony online. Like, they're just... They're I know the, somebody kayfabed me in the business on who Soldier Ant was. Who was that? Drew Gulak. Well, I thought he was... Yeah, I thought he was... And his brother was one, too. 
Was he, uh... Must have been Worker Ant, then. No, he was probably Green Ant, because he's a lot younger. Yeah. And then Green Ant switched a couple times. Yeah. Then there was Silver Ant. He became Silver Ant, I think. Yeah. Now we're getting down this rabbit hole. Or yeah. Ant Hill. <laughs> oh, I love the colony. Bring him back. Remember the evil colony? With Pinky Sanchez. No, it was a uh, deviant, combatant, uh-huh. and assailant. Remember missile? Con- there was missile control ant. <laughs> Arctic assault ant. Yeah, yeah, yep. I gotta see if I can find some of these ants on. That was the one you said, Pinky Sanchez. Pinky Sanchez. I should bring them all into my chain. Galaxy Fed is a group called the Infestation or something like that. There you go. I like it. Anyway, to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don's done. He's oh. tired of listening to us talk about Chikara ants. Sorry, I was watching something. <laughs> um, okay, where were we? we were what was your thoughts on the Mimosa Mayhem match? What did you two think? Yes. I agree with what you said. It was just a way for Jericho to lose without losing and to give uh, Orange Cassidy a little bit of a rub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Like, it keeps Jericho top heel because he's not losing these guys, but he's still losing. Like, you know, I, I, this is, and then, you know, it, was a, it wasn't like a serious match. It was right. a comedy match. Like I'm, I'm all right with this. Like I don't know. I know you kind of give it grief because of whatever it is, but to me, you know, to me, this is just this is just another definition of in AEW it's cool and WWE it's stupid. This is this is why these things sort of rub me the wrong way because a guy like this, if you take Jericho and you equate him to like an Orton or someone, if Orton did a match like this, you'd be hearing, "Well, Orton won't put someone over and won't take a loss." I'm tired of their gimmick matches. Gimmick matches are stupid. When they do it on here, it's, oh, my God, it's so cool. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, he's just so creative. A mimosa match. They would have done a mimosa match on Monday Night Raw. Everybody, including you, would be going, are you kidding me? <laughs> Lame. Fucking stupid. Lame. Give it real. Get something out of it. That's just the bias that, like, me and Brock talk about all the time. That just, it's un- it's uncanny how, exi- how it exists. Brock, am I right or wrong? Well, in, in everyone's defense, I've seen the uh, the uh, Mimosa match universally panned by everybody. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> I was just, it's like... It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just on the internet enough to, to, to do the research to see how everyone's raving about all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, I'm on too much. That's my problem. Okay. Like, yeah, I, like, the article I read to get the results said it was stupid. I saw a lot of other people commenting on that article saying it was stupid. Bleacher Report gave it a B plus. Well, Bleacher Report also owns the streaming rights, so right. they're not going to say it sucks. <laughs> bingo, bingo, right there, buddy. <laughs> All right, let's go to the world title match: Moxley versus um, MJF. What'd you guys think? Um, guy one. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I don't know why anybody's surprised. Tony Khan said we're not going to Drew, Drew uh, uh, McIntyre anybody. That was his exact words. Where no one's going to win a big belt for their first time in front of no crowd. What's that? Then why even have title matches? Why even have the title? Yeah, I mean, if there is the, basically said that was, gonna... that was the case. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I... A title match where MJF went over. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, MJF's got a lot of wrestling still in him, so it's not like we're never going to see him with that belt. Yeah. But it would have been nice to kind of shock. Like I miss the surprises in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like I miss yeah. like, you know, like when, I, when we go back over this, I'm like, okay, all this is fine. Like the last time I was really shocked about wrestling was, you know, watching recently because I've been trying to watch more WWE, so I get called a mark on this podcast. But, like, um, you know, I'm, I was just, like, it's just, I'm just blah. It's like reading Superman over and over again and just seeing the same stuff. It's just, like, mm-hmm. yeah. it's fun. 
It's very predictable. All of it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't take that that hard of like not like we're not looking for Vince Russo shock and like and swerves, bro. Like I just want like some creative storytelling. And honestly, right now, if you just go back to the old school wrestling from like the sixties and seventies, that stuff's so far removed that it's almost fresh again. Like yeah. you know, you can pull in a, like a a bull rope match or you know, all these kind of things that they kinda of did back then and make it new and hot and fresh again. I don't know. It's just just imagine if we had the storytelling of then of the in ring talent of today. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why it's frustrating it's times. Absolutely better than it ever has been. But it's just the lack of story and the lack of creativity is just ugh. You know, they have every every brand of wrestling now has the, you know, top to bottom a great roster of talent that they just don't know what to do with. And yep. it's just every so good that everyone just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But if you look at the, like the WWE roster, you go from the top guy all the way down to the bottom. You can't tell. Give me like a hand for more than five guys that aren't a good worker. Yeah, you can't. They're all good. Yeah. Same with AEW, same with TNA or Impact or whatever, and the Ring of Honor, New Japan. Everybody has, you know, they're just full of skill, but there's just nothing to go with it. It's just, you know, good match after good match, but where's the story? Yeah. And they don't know how to fill, full, like, fill up a whole show or a whole pay-per-view card with, like... Remember when, even if it wasn't the world title or whatever, every little feud had a story? Yeah, you know that's why the attitude era was good, not because of the shock value crap that they did, yeah. because everybody placed on the roster. Yeah, and you were interested and invested in each story. Either, right? And I gotta say, like, you know, call me whatever you want, but I think AEW does it the best out of everyone. Like, if you t- tell tell me a guy on the roster, I can tell you someone who he's affiliated with and someone he's feuded with, like recently. You know, between Dark and, and, and Dynamite, they've tried to do it the best they can to keep that going, that kind of mindset. But it's so, always to be. Sean Spears. Sean Spears with Telly Blanchard. He's feuding with Cody, but he's also might be affiliated with FTR. He's not feuding with Cody. He hasn't been with Cody in like six months. He did feud with them. He's still in art. Like, it's still. So, what? Now we're just supposed to forget about that because it happened six months ago. No, but I mean, you could say that for anybody. If we're going to go back six months, if I give All you, right. then you know what? Fuck me. I'm just a mark. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Fuck it. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying. I agree with you that they. Everything they did is awesome. I agree that. I agree with you that they they are doing a better job at connecting some dots, but they've let some people slide. Like I think Archer and Spears are two of the people that they didn't know what to do with. And they've kind of let them slide down. Yeah, they bring him them out a little bit, but they haven't invested the story in Spears like they have FTR since coming over, or like they have uh, Brody Lee and other characters of that nature. Spears has kind of taken a back seat to a lot of the newer guys that have come in. You know what I mean? All right. Don't get guys. <laughs> What's that? AEW needs more good guys. Everybody's kind of bad. I think they have too many people now. I think they need to stop with the new people coming in. They've been signing a lot of people. They have a lot of stuff for a two-hour show. It's second show that they're supposed to be getting. Because that second show is supposed to have started already. But because of COVID, they put it on the back burner. Yeah. They're supposed to have a second weekly show already. Yeah. So I think they're just building up for that. Because if they do add another show, they're going to need to expand the roster. All right, they're so... They need to win some trios belts. So the spoiler yeah, we were, the spoiler we were going to talk about here um, is... Uh, what's his name? Kip Saban and Penelope Ford announced at the pay-per-view that they were going to get married and they were going to have a wedding and a bachelor party or, like, on Dynamite. Because everyone loves wrestling wedding shows they usually work out really well <laughs> and his best man was revealed tonight to be Rusev or Miro former WWE star 
I find it pretty funny that Rusev is coming into AEW right into a wedding segment after leaving WWE <laughs> on, a, on a wedding segment. That's pretty funny to me. He's the best man. Yeah. That's oh. a joke, honestly. Yeah, it's probably a joke. I know. It's probably something funny. I didn't listen to his promo yet, so I don't know what he did. But, I don't know, it's probably a stab at WWE for doing wrestling uh, wedding stuff. But we all kind of knew he was going to come here eventually, don't you think? Yeah, and I think he's going to be huge there. He's... Yeah, I... Go ahead. Is he going to be your face that you said that they need more of? Like Maybe. He's another great yeah, heel, he's... though. He's always good as a bad guy. He's good at either. He's got so much charisma that they never really utilized in WWE. Yeah. When he got himself over with Rusev there, they buried him for it. Yeah. Yeah. So if they let him use his charisma and get something over there, they'll run with it. Yeah. Which is which is good because the guy deserves it after all the crap they put him through at the other company. He was yeah. too big of a name not to sign. Yeah. He landed there and not TNA with everybody else. TNA's got a lot of people on that show, too, now, lately. Oh, yeah. Do you know that Eric Young is their new champion? I yeah. saw that. I think it's pretty funny that Eric Young goes back there. Eric Young, jobbing, jobbing for the WWE for years, and now he's, like, champion on, on a TNA show. Like, I'm surprised that they gave him that, put him into that position, and not, like, EC3, who they brought back, or maybe even Heath Slater. Well, I think that... Um... From what I remember, I think EC3's feud with Moose over that TNA title. Yeah. So he's on a title hunt. And then, like, Myers is fighting one of their guys, too. Um, who's the... Oh, can't remember his name now. Oh, Figure yeah. Dude. Yeah. Uh, what is his name? Oh, I can't remember now. But uh, he was from uh, Lucha Underground. Oh... Who Brian yeah, Myers is fighting? Yeah, the, the the black dude that they got from Lucha. Yeah, uh, Willie oh. Mack. Yeah, so he's feuding Willie Mack. Um, but like, so as soon as like everyone they signed all these new people up, since then Deanna Perez is the women's champ. Eric Young's their their, their <laughs> world champion, and then the Motor City Machine Guns showed back up that night and they're the tag champs. Yeah, with uh, Gallows and Anderson chasing them. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a formula. Yeah, they do have an extensive roster. They are getting more and more. Apparently, their ratings are bad in the U.S. but good around the world. Well, I, I wish I could watch it streaming somewhere. Yeah, where do you watch it at though? Yeah, he gets that access channel. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I don't know. It's I, not on the biggest company in the country, so you're looking at like what seventy million homes that don't. Get it because it's not on Comcast. Yeah, yeah. Pretty Something ridiculous. Pretty like crazy. That. Um. So finishing up ADW, where do we see the Young Bucks and Kenny going? Because Kenny left and they didn't get in the car with Kenny, and he said, "You make your decision now." So they kind of all went their own way. They they're not with Kenny. They didn't like. They're like everyone's going to be on their own in the elite. Kodobushi's coming to tag with Kenny. Is he for real? Nope. No, he signed. A, I mean, he's got to sign a pretty big contract with New Japan. Well, it's time for I, Kenny to go singles. Yeah, Kenny's going to go for that belt. I, I don't know if he goes solo or the Bucks over time go with him because yeah, it's tough. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do. But that's good. Like I don't know because yeah. right yeah. now with all the elite, they're all kind of scattered. Do they? Is there one thing that they're like? rally around to come back together like i don't know it'd be nice if that was what it was because you'd think that you know we talk about there's no faces in this company who's the biggest faces that they could possibly have are the guys that created it yeah you get, cut, you get the box like well i think hangman's you know, gonna be their next big face hero guy so he hangman was looking like he was gonna be the villain and now he's just like the guy that you know the baby, I think he's going to be the baby face out of the bunch. Um, I think it's pretty good that, like, with all the talent they have on that roster, I still think the most compelling stories revolve around the four elite members. 
Yeah. You know, compared to everything else that goes on. Uh, and I think they need to bring Cody back to TV sooner or later. I don't think it's a good idea to keep him off TV because people like Cody. I love Cody. I like seeing Cody on TV weekly. Um, I hope he's not away for the long selling this injury point. I hope he's back sooner than later. He could be doing a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, too. Which I'm sure he is. Cody's a very busy guy. But, like, I just think Cody has such a great personality for that brand. He's like, to me, he's like the face of that brand. You know, like, I, I like him on Wednesdays. You know, I his segments are good. He's good. Like, you know, especially with live crowds come back. Like, no one pops like for they do them when they do for Cody, you know. I just want to see him back. That's all. I don't want to like a six month injury thing where he's gone from TV for that long. But that's just me. I like the guy, so I want him back on TV. I just want him to fix the new, the, the Dark Order stuff. I just want them to figure out what they're doing with them. But, you know, if, if you watch Being the Elite, they are a comedy routine. Because Being the Elite, they're like so funny on there, the jokes that they do. And. They're, it's all comedy humor. So I feel like they're like a comedy trope thing. They're not really taken serious, you know. Which is sad, but... Because they can be so good as a as a heel force. If you're advertised as a cult, Brody's great. You've got talented yeah. guys to work with. You've got good teams. I think they just need to drop the comedy shtick and just stick to, like, destroying people and taking over and being evil. She's, she's taking over, like, she's dominating the women's side of things now. Who's that? Anna Jay, since she joined them. Yeah, Anna Jay's good with him. I like her with him. She's more serious than the others are. That's Sil yeah. Silver and whatever his name, they are, like, complete fools on on the other show. Uh-huh. I think they need to do some record, recruiting and get some good uh, guys in that group that are some more serious guys, you know. Well, they have, I mean, the guys they have are fine. They just have to start picking up some wins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to do more. Another person I think is a good, talking about faces for this company, uh, like like a, a, a good baby face, I think Scorpio Sky is a guy you should push as a big baby face. I think oh, that, I don't know if he hasn't been done sooner. I think that guy's amazing. I think his wrestling is off the charts. I think he's got mic skills. He got the look. He got the personality. I, that guy, to me, should be one of your top faces, one of your top heroes of that show. I think he's great. I agree. Yeah. Use him now. Get him. Get it going, you know. So we will see what happens on the rest of Dynamite. Let's go over to uh, the WWE. Um... I don't know how many of you watched SmackDown Friday, but we started off with, I guess, Roman Reigns is the new Brock Lesnar because he just basically cut the same promo that Lesnar used to cut with Heyman, with Heyman as his thing. He's just, he's Lesnar now. I, I You know, I guess this is good because people don't like the way Roman talks. So less Roman talking, I guess, is a good thing because he has the look. You know, I don't know. I was fine with it. You know, I thought... I, 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 you know, Heyman promos are predictable, but this one was a little different, which was nice the way he talked about it. But, you know, um, and I, I'm fine with this. I like it better than good guy Roman. At least it's something different with Roman. I agree. What do you think, Ken? I like heel Roman. I like what they're doing with it. But I don't, I don't know if it's... Uh, it's... It's in, I want to see how it plays out some more. I'm not going to, like, give it, you know... Yeah. I'm not going to think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but I'm also not going to pan it yet. Because, yeah. you know, I, I don't like whenever Roman was goofy, promo Roman. Yeah. Roman should come out and be, like, a badass. Because his promos were badass. horrible. His promos were horrible. Yeah. When he was trying to be, like, funny and sucker and succotash and all that. And those faces he would make when he was all confused. Yeah. He used to love those faces. Yeah, I so, thought this was a much better look um, for him. Dude looks like a badass, so, you know, see how that yeah, works out. Uh, let's see what else we had. Um, the big thing, I think, of the night was um, the turn of uh, ba uh, Bailey. Finally, heel turned on Sasha and went fucking nuts on her. Beat her up for about ten minutes straight violently and no one from the back comes out to do anything about it which is 
pretty good. <laughs> but I mean, you know, they were they were building up to it, so it was long overdue. I thought it was good. I liked it. It doesn't look like they're ever going to get the payoff of a match, though, because I think Sasha's done. Done in what way? Like reti- like done, done. She wants to go try and have kids. I wonder if she'll at least do the match, though. I don't know. That's that tough. Is, I've seen that a lot, though. Yeah. A lot of different places places are reporting that. It was a, a heel turn you saw coming, but I still thought it was well done. Yeah, because it went, it went a lot further than I thought it would ever yeah. go. Yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, she kicked her and walked away. Like, she yeah. beat on her for a good ten minutes. <laughs> trying to kill her. I was like, okay, jeez, oh, man. Okay, this is enough. I think you won. I think you made your point. Um, and then, in an, an odd, a very odd thing to me, they had the four-way to see who's the number one contender for Rome in that clash of the champions. Gold Rush! Because now you have to put adjective or little statements, little titles on each pay-per-view that already has a title, which is the stupidest thing in the world. I mean, it's called Clash of the Champions. Why it needs to be Gold Rush also is completely dumb to me. But that's, I don't know whose new idea this is. But what a stupid and marking campaign this is. Holy shit. I blame Adam Pierce. It's got to be Adam Pierce's fault. What job does Adam Pierce have? He's all over the place. He's the most important person in WWE now. Adam Pierce. He's uh, he's pretty important. He's uh, you know, Adam Pierce, Pittsburgh's own postman Pierce. Don't you think it's going to be great in about like six or seven months when you just see one day online uh, the WWE wishes Adam Pierce goodwill in his future endeavors, and they just fire him for no reason. He's been replaced because yeah. that position he's in. I mean, they go through those positions like water. Oh, yeah. Ratings are down. Fire Pierce. He is good, though. I, I think he's doing okay. But um, in this fatal four-way, Jimmy Uso won. And now Jimmy Uso, or Jay Uso, is going to fight Roman Reigns for the belt at, at Clash of Champions. You know Jay Uso ain't going to win. But this, I think, is going to further the Roman Hill turn that he's going to beat the ever-loving shit out of his cousin. Yeah. Or, or here's what I would say. Like, everyone's expecting that. I want the Kevin Nash Hulk Hogan poke you in the chest and he falls down flat and he just like I want the Usos to turn heel, do a whole bring in and just do the, the like a stable of them with all with Paul Heyman. That's that's what I'd like to see, but I know I'm like, not gonna see Roman it. Roman pokes him and he, and Jay just falls over and he pins him. Did you did I lose you? It'd be funny. Okay. All right, I'm back. Now, what were you saying? I froze for a minute. Are you saying that Jay lays down so Roman easily pins him? Yeah. How great would that be? It'd be it funny. Be so bad. Yeah, the finger poke of doom. Only if that's the last match of the night. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. I'd be all right with the Usos being bad and being like in Roman's corner and adding, you know, adding more people to it. Why not? All under Heyman. Yeah. Or, it's just, who's he fighting, Jay? Yeah. So what if Jimmy didn't like it, and then they feud, the Usos feud? Yeah. How great would an Uso, like, those guys are so good. I want to see them wrestle each other once. No one would know who's who, though. Well, one would have to go back to the face paint. Yeah. Or one would have to shave his head. Nah, uh, two. Yeah. But one would have to come out to that dance. Uh, yeah, they have the same, they have the same haircut. Doesn't one have a mullet now, though? Yeah, I thought they both had the mullet. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right, so let's go over to Raw, then. Uh, Raw, we just had a lot of setups for uh, McIntyre and Orton. McIntyre basically beat up Orton the entire night, claymoring him three times. Breaking rules. Not listening to Adam Pierce that he had to leave. <laughs> just breaking rules. Um, but, that- yeah. That- <laughs> go ahead. Poor Adam Pierce is going to get fired. Poor Adam Pierce. Um, but I don't know. I think this will be a good match at uh, at uh, Gold Rush. Uh, hopefully Orton wins this time. What do you think, Brock? I think he's going to win. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's time. I mean, I like Drew McIntyre as champion, but I'd rather him hold it with a crowd and do some cool stuff. And Yeah. And Orton's been so good recently that I think it's time to for a heel champion that is actually there. Yeah, I agree. 
I like it. Um, I, I think heel champions work better right now with no crowd, anyways. Yeah, because you can dictate what who's doing, and because that's the biggest thing. When you get a good heel guy, and then people start cheering for him. Yeah, but, Orton always is a heel. What's that? Orton always got cheered as a heel. Yeah. So now's the time wherever you can control the booze, and then you just have this is everyone should have heel champions right now. Yeah. And then you can remember the fans for whenever they come back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, then we had a heel turn. We had Cedric Alexander finally turning heel, joining the Hurt Business. <laughs> the Hurt Business is the stable that I never knew I needed, but now I like them. <laughs> I, 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 a great thing to come out of the pandemic. I love the Hurt Business. They're like the new nation of domination. I'm fine with him joining, but it doesn't make any sense storyline-wise. Why is he getting beat up constantly and then he just joins them? He's going to make anymore. He explained it. That's what he said. <laughs> what did he say? Well, because he, he basically, like, Ricochet and Apollo weren't appreciating him the weeks before. Uh, MVP kept telling him every week, like, you don't have to live in the shadow of those two and, you know, being their sidekick. And then when Cedric explained it, he said... Tired of getting beat up each week. It's 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 not fun. He's like, so I'd rather join and make money and not live in the shadow of those two idiots anymore. And uh, you know, it's like what you call it, like uh, Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> I guess Mustafa Ali fit into all this now. Then who? Mustafa Ali. I don't know. He's on the main event. <laughs> Because he was involved with them at first. He was. He would. They, they reached out to him a couple times. That They picked Mustafa as their partner over Cedric, which pissed them off. I mean, I think if we get Cedric Alexander versus Ricochet in a feud, I think that would be good. Because those two guys against each other, I think, would be yeah. amazing. Cedric I, I is like good. Cedric is really good definitely. when they let him wrestle and do his thing. He's a talented guy. He's very good. Yeah. I'd like the Hurt Business to add somebody who's not an African-American. Yeah, I think that would so be a, a good the next Nation move. The comparison goes away. Yeah. Well, Hurt was in the Nation of Domination, so... He was. Well, the first Nation of Domination only had one African-American in it. It's true. Who it was, was Farouk, Crush... Savio Vega. <laughs> Savio Vega. <laughs> yeah. Who'd be a good, uh, like, white guy they could put in this or whatever for them? Somebody like a Riddick Moss or somebody like that. Yeah, or screw it, put Kevin Owens in with them. Yeah. That's what I just said too many times. Yeah. I like the Hurt Business. I, I, I'm a big, I'm, I like Bobby Lashley. I like the way they're, they're booking him now. And uh, this is a good group. It's a good group. I've always been a big Bobby Lashley fan. Bobby's good when uh, when they use him right. And that title looks good on him. I like that title now. You get used to titles. They look better when they're on certain people. Because he wears it instead of puts it over his shoulder. Yeah, he actually wears it. It makes it look massive. Um, I don't... <laughs> this, is, this is stupid. Uh, so the Street Profits are going to fight... The SmackDown champions next week on Raw because it's the it's the fourth quarter uh, Raw Invitational or whatever the fuck they tried to get away with. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. All 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 they're talking about there is look, we have no one else on Raw that the Street Profits haven't wrestled yet. So now we're going to be wrestling SmackDown guys. If you're this hurting for tag teams, get rid of Raw tag team Smack and unify the tag belts and make them like the women's belt to go roster to roster. That way you have. Uh, you know, people for them to fight. I mean, it's ridiculous that you you don't have tag teams. The Prophets fight Angel Garza and Andrade every week, or the or the Viking Raiders, and that's really the only teams left there is the fight. Sure, this is some great writing from WWE. I really I like it. I think they're doing a great great job with it. Great direction. I'm all shut about up. It. No, you don't. <laughs> Be quiet. It's bad. We're it, it's bad. You're allowed to say it's bad because it's bad. Uh, I, I mean, you just come up and go, oh, this is a fourth quarter invitational or whatever. What the hell are you talking about? Like, what invitational? What, what are you talking about? I mean... They talked about it at the beginning of the pandemic where so many people were allowed to right, go. Right, right. So 
episodes of Raw or SmackDown. And then they haven't used it, and now they're just throwing it back out there. How about this? Instead of uh, moving tag teams around from show to show, why don't you put some of these guys together that you ain't doing nothing with and make them a tag team? Right. Yeah. That would involve uh, that would involve good writing and skill and booking to do something like that. I mean, you had Alexander and Ricochet as a tag team that was working, so you should have kept them together and let them go after tag belts and try and build up wins. I mean, there's plenty of guys you can put together. Well, why can't Cedric Alexander and uh, or why can't MVP and uh, Shelton Benjamin do that? Yeah, that'd be a great tag team. Yeah, go, yeah. Why aren't they interested in the belts at all through the hurt business? You know. You, Dumb. They should be going for all the belts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one was dumb. Um, let's see what else we have here on Raw that was worth a shit. So uh, <sighs> we had uh, Mysterio. Well, we'll go to the end. Oh, let's do. Um, so next week we're going to get Mickey James versus Oscar, which I like. You know, at least it's a different opponent for Oscar other than Bailey or Sasha. Mickey will give her a good match. She ain't going to win, but you know, it's good to see Mickey getting some spot time. Um, let's see what else we had here that's worth it. Uh, so we had Raw Underground, which had, which, so the beginning of Raw Underground, Kevin Owens comes to the door, talks to Shane McMahon, and Shane's like, hey, Kevin, let's bury the hatchet, and this, you know, come in here, and, and uh, KO's like, I don't like you, I never will, uh, leave me alone. Uh, McMahon opens the door for him, KO goes into the door, and then McMahon, McMahon stands there and talks to that huge black guy that should just go be in Raw Underground and kill everybody. Then he goes in and all of a sudden Alistair Black is fighting someone else and he's like, well, we're just waiting on KO to arrive. I'm like, he arrived two commercials ago. What do you mean you're waiting for him to arrive? Where the hell is he? Time works differently in Raw Underground. It does. Raw, don't you know? It does. It's a pop engine on the other side of that door. It does. And then they... Uh, had a pretty useless, un- uneventful fight. I, I, w- I want to see them feud, but not in Raw Underground. No, it was dumb. Yeah. Pretty dumb. I don't get Raw Underground anymore. I just don't get it. Well, there's no point to it. I was hoping whenever the Hurt Business went in there a couple weeks ago and just beat everybody <laughs> up, that that was just the end of it. Well, I heard they might bury it. They might cut it rid of it. I think it's an opportunity to do something different. Like we've said before, there's no use anymore for the 24-7 title. It's a joke. Make a Raw yep. Underground title. Yeah. Or just Raw- have it defended there. Just give it to them. Yeah, make a Raw Underground yeah. title and then have a massive like six-week tournament for it that would invest people and interest people. Do brackets. Do he's, Here's everybody that's going to fight in it for the first ever Raw Underground champion. And then each week when you're coming on, you have a match that's worth something, you know? And then you set up a structure, a system that each week, all right, this guy's like boxing or like kickboxing. You know, they're having a match to move up the rankings to challenge for the title of Raw Underground, the Raw Underground champion. That's at least more exciting than, hey, next week, Dabakato is going to beat somebody up. And then uh, Dolph Ziggler is going to beat somebody up. There's no story to it. Because they don't even introduce the jabroni that they beat up. Yeah, they just beat up a jabroni. But yeah, it needs story. It's something different you could do, a different feel, a different way of having a fight, but they just don't really do much with it. They do not. Um, Brock, did you see the horrible uh, debut of uh, um, Retribution? (laughs) I have a logo now. They have a logo. They're official. That's totally Dajakovic. Oh, totally Dajakovic. <laughs> I don't know who the little guy is. I thought it was Leo Rush at first, but I think it might be too big to be him. I mean, Dajakovic couldn't change his voice even through a voice changer. It still sounded <laughs> like it still sound like Dajakovic, and he's six seven or whatever, so you could easily tell it's him. I don't know who the other guys again. I don't understand how they keep going from like twenty guys surrounding the ring to three guys and two yeah. girls again. You know? Yeah. They're as bad as the aces and eights when the aces and eights used to show up with fifty guys, but then there was only like six in the group actual group, you know. Yeah. Well the one guy's definitely that old who's the announcer that got beat up by Brock Lesnar is a Dio Madden. 
Yeah, you think one's him? One of them? Yeah, he's one of them. He has to be. I don't know. I mean, he didn't look as big this week. I think he maybe was one of the guys that just showed up the one time, but I don't know if he's a core member he's now. He's Dijakovic. He's what? He's taller than Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, and Dijakovic looked like the biggest one there. I don't know. This is another stupid storyline. It's retribution. I'm yeah, over it. It could just be messing with us still with just random people in the costumes for now. Just reveal it already, for Christ's sakes. It's run its course. You know, they don't... Reveal these guys now, and it is who... If it's who they who we think it is, everyone's going to be like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not involved in anything major. They don't do anything. No. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Um... So then the main event, you had Buddy, Don't Call Me Murphy, versus uh, Don't Call Me Buddy Murphy, versus Dominic, and uh, which I thought was a really good match. I just hated the ending. The ending was so stupid. Yeah. Matt, was the ending. He got slapped around by the whole group. Yeah, how is that legal? But, like, the entire family's out there just beating him with kendo sticks, and, like, they're just like, oh, this is fun. We're going off the air just beating him with kendo sticks. The mother and the daughter and everybody. It was, yeah, it was just kind of silly. Frankly, it was a no DQ match. Yeah. It just, it just had a silly feel to it. Because you had the little sister just kind of give him a little love tap on the leg. Like, you know. He got beat up by the Mysterio. Rey Mysterio needs to quit bringing his entire fucking family around because you know someone's gonna lose an eye again or something's gonna get something's gonna happen. But other than the ending, Dominic and, and Murphy did a great job. Dominic is really impressive as a wrestler. I think. I agree. That the spot where Dominic slid and did that flipping like powerbomb thing into the table was really good. Yeah, like Ray does. Yeah. How about when he yeah. jumped off the monitors in the Thunderdome and did that was in the air and did that like splash off it? That was crazy. Crazy. He's good. Very good. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's wrap up by going to NXT. NXT uh, had a good week in ratings in the high eight hundreds. So Tuesdays are working a lot better for NXT. I think they should just stick with NXT. They're going back to Wednesday next week. They're what? They're going back to Wednesday next week. Yeah, I don't know why. I think they should stick to uh, Tuesday nights. I think it's better for both brands. So you had the title match. Finn Balor's your new NXT champion. He beat uh, Adam Cole in about a half-hour match. I thought it was good. I mean, I've seen this match already this year. But uh, still was good, very good, both these guys. I mean, they can't really do no wrong with those two. And I was glad Balor won. I think they made the right choice as far as their champion without having a... If you can't have a cross, I think Balor was a natural choice. Is Did he pull those more of a face or a heel in this? I feel like Balor's just kind of been floating around. No one really knows what his objective is. They both kind of came out as like the cool... Face. They're not really bad, but like they were respectful to each other at the end. You know, Cole said like they they too sweeted each other and get he you know he hugged them and said good job in the back and all that and you know so neither one of them is like bad. They're both like just kind of. I think they changed the whole Balor going bad route and you know he's like a he's a badass baby face now. You know he does guns and things like that. You know, but I mean if if you're gonna need a champion. The step in while what's his name's hurt. I I think this is the right call. Brock, what do you think? I agree. Because what else were they going to do with him? Yeah. What else are you going to do with a guy of that caliber that was you know a universal champion, an intercontinental champion, all this? You know, he's just floundering around on there. I know the the, the they wanted Balor versus um, Walter and that kind of like rivalry that they've had. But Walter's stuck. You're not going to be able to do that. So this made more sense. It does. I'm glad that I, I like Adam Cole a lot. I wish he would have won the belt. I think I like Undisputed Era with all the belts. I just don't know you do with those guys now. Yeah. And I hope they don't decide to break them up like they, you know. Yeah. And, 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 after the run they had, it's where do you go after a run like that? You know, it's hard. Yeah. It's always hard for when you're so dominant like that. What do you do when it falls apart? You know, you can't be dominant forever. Yeah. It's tough. But the match itself was really good. I'd recommend watching it. Um, 
Then it looks like we're going to get Shotzi Blackheart maybe versus Io Shirai for the title. They kind of hinted towards that. I'm all right with that. They're wrestling next week, I think, is a preliminary match. So, yeah, I I think she'll do good in that role. I'd like to see her for the belt. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's good. So. Good for Shotzi. Um, I still don't know why the Velveteen Dream is on TV, but he was on last night. I I have a real hard time watching his matches anymore, knowing what I know about him. Yeah, yeah, I won't. Yeah, there's no reason for me to support. Yeah. I thought the guy that he wrestled, that young kid they had, that uh, uh, Ashanti Adonis, I was impressed with him. I thought he looked pretty good. Shanti Adonis. Do you see him, Brock? Did you watch the match? Yeah. Talent seems like a talented kid. Yeah, he's good. Uh, It's a shame with Dream because Dream is a talented wrestler. It's just his personal life have a hard time getting over. Yeah, this isn't the first time he's had some kind of allegations either. Yeah, it's that pattern. Yeah, Uh, Brock, what did you think of Bronson Reed versus Austin Theory? I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought that was really good, too. They had a really good match. Did you see it, Ken, or you didn't watch it? No, I'm behind on that. Okay. Yeah, it was well done. Reed's a good wrestler. I'm sold on Bronson Reed, though. Personally, like, I don't... I'm not into the hype. They're kind of repackaging him. He's got a new entrance and stuff, and... With the, like, Godzilla entrance? I saw that. Yeah. And, but I just, like, his in-ring, like, I don't know. I'm not blown away by it. He's I'm a not. good wrestler for a big guy. You know, it's like Bam Bam Bigelow or something like that. You know, big guy that can do moonsaults and wrestle. You know, he fits I that like He him. fits that role of, like, the new big guy, that can, the big man that can do moves, you know, and it works well. There yeah. are so many of those guys now, though. Yeah, they the do. The Viking Raiders, Keith Lee, him. Yeah. I like Bronson, though. I think he's all right. Yeah, there's a lot of... I mean, now it used to be that the, the, the agile big man that can work was like, a, you know, wasn't the norm. Now it's like the standard. Like, it's tough yeah. to see guys that are that big that can't The big man it. changed. They realized they needed to change, and they, they upped their game, yeah. you know? And that's why I think that he just doesn't... He, I'm not, you know, totally sold on him. You're not feeling it yet, huh? Not yet. Because he has an accent, Ken. What's that? It's because he has an accent. You know, I never heard him talk, so that, that's... I didn't know he had an accent. Where's he from? He's Australian. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. I, I now I hate him even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, then you had uh, Roderick Strong fighting Killian Dane. They're kind of doing that Killian Dane, Drake Maverick are going to be a team, but Drake Maverick keeps getting beat up by Killian Dane. Uh, this, again, I don't understand the Undisputed Era. They were kind of like heelish in this, but Adam Cole's like a good guy now, so it's very confusing. They're all doing their own thing. Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly was missing again. Yeah, he's missing again, too. Um, then the final match of the night was Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez in a steel cage match. Um, me first on this one. I thought this was amazing and awesome. They're both good. What did you think of it, Brock? Did you like it? Yeah. I mean, it was hard hitting. Uh, this is one of the best steel cage matches I think I've seen in a while. I mean, they went at it on each other. Like it looked like really two people that hated each other. The way they were going nuts on there, I thought it, I thought it was really well done. Well, they're both tough, so they're I mean, what did they build it as the battle of the badasses or something like that? Yeah, and that's what it was. Yeah, it was shit. It was it was good. Ken, if you're gonna watch one match on NXT, watch this one. All right, this just also proves that we've talked about many times on this podcast is. AEW really dropped the ball about signing Mercedes Martinez. Like, when she came out as 21 on that, that, that battle royal that they had a year ago, that should have been one of their, like, main stars. And they really dropped the ball. 
Yeah, she could have been amazing in that uh, women's division. Yes. For sure. Because she is a legit badass and a really good wrestler. And she's a good trainer. She could, a lot of young people, they could have helped, you know, develop. One of my favorite spots of the match is when Robbie, or, uh, Robert Stone tried to climb the outside to interfere, and Rhea Ripley just knocked him out, and he just laid on top of the cage like he was paralyzed and knocked out for the rest of the match, which is just <laughs> such dedication to his role of being... Who would have thought Robbie E is just this funny, being this idiot that just gets beat up all the time? And I always thought Robbie E was, like, so big-looking in TNA. He's like a little twerp around these girls. Was he... More jacked in TNA? I think he was. Now he's like married and has a twin twins and like I don't think he's as bulky as he used to be. Brock, wasn't that funny that spot? Yeah, he's 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 very entertaining. <laughs> Just laying there on top of the cage, like half dead <laughs> for the rest of the match. And then what a spot at the end when she uh riptide Martinez through that table. I thought she killed her for a minute there. But it was nuts. It was good stuff. Rhea Ripley's good. So both, I want to see these girls fight a couple times. Yeah, they will. Good, good stuff. And uh, there you have it. We miss anything else? I don't think so. All right. Well, like we said, we'll see what happens on Dynamite tonight. and Build to more pay-per-views, more things, more stuff. A lot going on. All right, take us out. Yep. All right, everyone, please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends. Have a great evening. Later. Good night, everybody. Good night.